More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, that escalated quickly. Are you tired of dealing with disagreeable people? We're going to help you manage conflict gracefully. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcha. I'm Lisa Popcha. And today on More to Life, that escalated quickly. Are you tired of dealing with disagreeable people? We want to help you handle conflict gracefully. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Just take a second and think about that person who is disagreeable in your life. That person you're tired of having to deal with, uh, that, that, whether that's a spouse or your, one of your kids, we hate to admit it, but sometimes that's true, <laughs> uh, a parent, a brother, or sister, maybe the tension you feel just thinking about them, much less having to be around them, is getting you down. Well, we want to help you find ways to decrease the tension and increase your peace. Again, the number 877 573 7825. You know, it can be that they're just a particularly difficult person or they're going through a particularly difficult situation and it's making them difficult to deal with. I mean, I remember we had one child who I will not identify who, when they woke up, I always sort of had a tension in my back. It's like, how's the mood going to be today? And, you know, they were going through a particular phase of life. But it, it set the tone for the day, how this person was going to be. And and will it be a day of, you know, some struggle, some tension in the house, or are things going to go fairly well? And we have people like that in our offices, don't we? Where, you know, if the boss or somebody we have to work with all day is in that particular mood, it makes everything more difficult. There may be ways to handle those people when it's occasional, And then there are different skills you need if that person is just that person all of the time. And you know when you have to see that relative, that coworker, that person in the pickup line at school, that child's teacher, or even those family members that you share the same home with, they need to be handled differently across the board so that you can get rid of that tension in your life. You can heal or at least manage those relationships so that you can thrive. And you thriving is important to everyone. It's not a selfish act. 
So we want to help you today with all of those relationships. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. It's no fun to have to deal with disagreeable people or to manage mm-hmm. conflict. None of us like it, but there are ways to handle it better than others. We want to show you what to do and how to deal gracefully with those difficult people and those challenging conflicts. 877-573-7825. Now, some of our wonderful listeners, especially if those listeners happen to be Catholic and really are steeped in Catholic tradition, may just say, I know what to do, Pop Checks. I just offer it up. I offer it up for my own soul, their soul, the souls in purgatory. There's a time for that and a place and we can talk about that but there are also times whereby just sort of saying well I'm just offering it up and not really working through it for ourselves or for them or with them we're actually give me some wiggle room here to be able to explain it over the next hour falling into the sin of sloth there may be times where God is asking us to help that person heal, to work on that relationship, to call on that brother and sister in Christ out of their very negative, ungodly behaviors. How do you discern what to do in those situations? How do you handle all of this with God's grace? That's what we're here to help you figure out today at 877-573-7825. That's 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. I mean, I think you might have surprised people with mentioning the sin of sloth. Yeah, um, it's scary. It's it's a shocking thing to even think about. Well, we think of sloth as laziness, but that's not really what it is. Um, sloth is 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 the kind of the unwillingness to address the problem that's in front of us. You know, when we see an injustice, when we see something is wrong, and we just can't seem to muster up the care <laughs> to do anything about it. Or we've been so run down by somebody's behavior that it's keeping us from mustering up any strength or care because we feel so deteriorated by the situation. And we often you know, fall into that trap when we're dealing with a difficult, disagreeable person, you know, because uh, who needs the drama? I just, uh, I can't even, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we fall into that place where we don't address things that we ought to address. So let's talk about how to address those things charitably, 877 573 7825. We're talking about dealing with conflict and difficult people. Who is that disagreeable person in your life that you're just tired of having to deal with? You know, maybe is the tension you feel just thinking about that person, much less the feeling of being around them, getting you down? We want to help you manage, find ways to decrease the tension and increase your peace. 877 573 7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, St. John Paul, when he was Pope, gave a series of reflections um, looking at creation and how we can see, if you will, God's fingerprints all over creation and how those fingerprints reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body reminds us that every person has dignity and deserves to be treated with love, including the people who we experience as antagonistic or unsupportive. But the theology of the body also reminds us that loving people doesn't mean letting them treat us however they want. 
Loving someone means working for their good. We aren't working for another person's good if we allow them to demean themselves by behaving in a cruel, abusive, disrespectful, antagonistic, or unkind manner. We can't just do whatever comes naturally, whether that means avoiding conflict or inflaming it. Instead, when we feel attacked, we have to ask God to help us make a response that serves the ultimate good of everyone involved. And, you know, Jesus modeled two ways of confronting abusive behavior. Sometimes, when he was clear about the greater good being served, uh, for instance, the salvation of humankind, you know, he patiently bore the wrongs that were committed against him. And we're all familiar with that, of course. Um, But other times, when the greater good required it, For example, when the Pharisees intentionally tried to twist his meanings or confuse his message or undermine his mission, he confronted them. Like our Lord, we have to always respond to antagonistic people with their greater good in mind. Rather than simply reacting, we've got to bring our emotions to God and ask him to teach us how to respond in a way that will glorify him, help us be our best selves, and lovingly challenge that difficult person to be better. You know, sometimes that's going to require us to give them the space they need to self-correct. Other times it's going to be, it's going to mean being more direct. With prayer or with practice, you know, we can learn to deal gracefully with even the most antagonistic and unsupportive people. So let's talk about it. You know, 877-573-7825. Who is that disagreeable person in your life that you're tired of having to deal with? Whether that's a spouse, one of your kids, a parent, brother, or sister, uh, is the tension you feel just thinking about them, much less having to be around them, getting you down? Let us help you find ways to decrease the tension and increase your peace. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your calls. In the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We come into your presence and we bring to you all those people that really frustrate us, those people who are difficult to get along with, those people that are antagonistic or hostile, disagreeable in general. Lord, help us to know how to respond to those people in ways that have their greater good in mind as well as ours and the good of the relationship. Help us to not just react either by shutting down or lashing out, but instead be mindful of what it means to work for their good, to work to make the relationship stronger, to work to cooperate with your grace, so that in all things we can build your kingdom. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled That Escalated Quickly, as we talk about dealing with those disagreeable people and handling conflict gracefully. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Emily, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. Emily, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a concern because um, we um, have a daughter in a Catholic school. She's a senior this year. 
and she has a history teacher who's very um, radical in his secular views, pro-abortion, that sort of thing. So she stays very quiet in his class for fear of backlash um, because our family is very pro-life and conservative. Um, but last week, he kind of attacked her in a personal way in her appearance and said that her short hair reminded him of a Karen, which if um, some people don't realize, that means kind of an outspoken white woman, maybe a derogatory term, um, <clears throat> in front of the class. And, um, you know, she's a very sensitive girl, and she's she's trying to stay, you know, tight-lipped and tough about it. But um, I did contact the president and principal with an email and told them what happened. I haven't heard back from them um, within the past 24 hours of the email being sent. Um, yeah, when did you send really this, Emily? So we just have a sense of, uh, of what the principal's mm -hmm. time frame is. Yeah, I guess I'm expecting a little too much too soon, but it was yesterday morning, Sunday morning. That I oh, so it was on a Sunday. So so at least we know that, yeah, you know, because so it's not business it. hours, it hasn't been, you okay. know, since last yeah. Wednesday or so. And, and is this an independent Catholic school uh, or a parish school? Um, it's under the Cleveland Diocese. Okay, so it's a diocesan well, Catholic school. I reach out there. Well, I would not yet. no, not yet. Not no, I start with the principal uh, and and see what you get. I mean, it's only you know you, you send it on Sunday, and uh, you know they, they it's it's only really you know two three hours into the school day. Um, so I, I don't I, I would I would I would wait the day out, and then I would send another response tomorrow. Uh, if you haven't heard any, heard anything, just just charitably requesting a meeting between the principal and the. Uh, and this teacher and in all honesty i'd wait till wednesday you know you mm. don't want to come yeah. down as though your your daughter went through some kind of horrible physical altercation you want to give him time to process this and perhaps check with the teacher that did it and then ask for that appointment if he doesn't get back to you by wednesday i mean you know you, you have cause for concern on two levels i mean first of all the the, the biggest issue is is the fact that that this catholic school has employed a teacher that's undermining catholic teaching yeah i mean unfortunately i, I wish i could say that was an exception uh but but unfortunately it's more common than you than you'd like than we'd like to think i'm not saying that that all catholic schools do this i'm just saying that some catholic schools are more conscious of their mission than others uh and this one is clearly struggling in that department but but even even in some ways even more serious this teacher there's no teacher regardless of their views who has a right to ever insult a student now unfortunately every single person has a story of being insulted in some way or another by a teacher throughout one time in their educational history but for a but, teacher to insult a student for their appearance and for holding up the values of the school in which the teacher teaches is unconscionable yeah. so I, I this is a hill worth dying on, on on both of those fronts I mean both for the mission but but even for the teachers lack of skill and classroom management and interpersonal skills so you know I, I and in fact I would even focus on that um, you know to say look it's bad enough that this teacher is undermining uh, Catholic teaching in the classroom but uh, I'm, I'm actually even more concerned about this teacher's lack of classroom management skills, lack of interpersonal skills, lack of professionalism. Uh, this lack is, of this maturity? Is, this is unacceptable from yeah. any teacher in any school. 
So, so you know, if you don't want to be labeled as oh, that conservative Catholic who's complaining about things, I would focus on the interpersonal dimension because, you know, and, and you know, also of course addressing the, the 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 larger mission issue, but but the the real the real complaint here that we're, that's going to get real traction is the way he treated your daughter because objectively, no matter what your views are, there's there's no way to excuse that. Now, what I'd also love to see you doing, Emily. I love the fact that you're standing up for your daughter. I love the fact that you're standing up for Catholic teaching. You're doing all the right things. As we said, give this, this uh, it says here that he's, um, I'm looking for the term that you're using, it's the president of the school rather than the principal. Give him till Wednesday. All right, really don't come across as, you know, you're coming in with all, you know, fire and brimstone. You want to give him a chance to get through his day, process this with the teacher, get back to you so that you are taken seriously and you're being as kind as you can. If he doesn't get back to you by end of day Wednesday, get in touch with him or the secretary, ask for an appointment, handle it the way we're talking about here. But also be working with your daughter. She's a senior and oh my goodness, when she goes out into the world, she is going to have to do this all the time. She's going to have to defend her beliefs, stand up for herself. And I'm not telling you to make her stand up to the teacher. But I'd like to see you working on processing this with her at home. How to truly defend her faith. There are wonderful resources on EWTN on defending the faith. If you haven't been doing that all along, spending her senior year kind of going over that how to react maturely in a situation like that so she doesn't get flustered. You want to arm her with the ability to go out and be a faithful woman of God in a very difficult world. And, and I want to be clear here. It's not enough for her to know her facts. You know, what you're really talking about here is, okay, let's talk about how to respond to somebody who doesn't fight fair. You know, when somebody and doesn't... that's the whole world, especially when someone, now. When someone doesn't address your facts, when they're not willing to actually debate you... Um, on on reality, but they want to insult you or shout you down. How can you respond to that charitably? I'd actually love for you to rehearse that scene with her. You know where you know you, you know the, the the teacher calls her a Karen, and and you know how do, how how can she respond to that? You know charitably, but not back down. You know because that's meant to silence her. You know so how how can she? So it's not a, it's not just a matter of you know learning the facts, right? It's a matter of you know, how do I not let myself be shut down in the presence of somebody who is going to behave in an antagonistic and unhealthy way? Emily, I'm so sorry that you had this experience at a Catholic school, um, but at the same time, it, it is an opportunity uh, for you to prepare your daughter to really carry our views into the world uh, and to know what it's like to be around a person who's going to shout you down, especially when it's coming from unexpected uh, directions. And it's going to give you both an opportunity to really uh, witness to... The, the beatitude, blessed are those who are persecuted for holiness' sake. Uh, that's you know, I, again, that's not something to be happy about, I suppose. But it is, it is. But righteousness is on your side. God is on your side in this battle, and, and we are certainly keeping you in our prayers. Thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for being willing to take this up, and uh, please keep us posted. Let us know how it's going. All right, we have to go to break, but when we come back, we're continuing to take your calls about dealing with those difficult, disagreeable people and managing conflict gracefully. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking with you today about those times when you got somebody in your life who's just, 
it just wears you out thinking about them, much less having to be around them. We want to help you decrease the drama and increase your peace. So give us a call. Again, that's 877-573-7825. When we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we'll be looking at the question of how do we confront somebody uh, charitably? What does that even look like? Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. She was a mystic and reformer who died at the age of 33. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Catherine of Siena accomplished something no one thought possible. She convinced Pope Gregory XI to return to Rome after the popes had lived in France for almost the whole of the 14th century. They've been there ever since. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Logging for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, That Escalated Quickly, as we talk about dealing with those disagreeable people and handling conflict gracefully. The number is 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Jacob Flores Popchak. He is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com an expert in the theology and the practical applications of the theology of the body, and co-host with Father Gabriel Toretta of the Faith and Arts podcast, Created Things. Jacob, welcome to More to Life. Thank you for having me. So one of the things that is difficult about dealing with difficult people is is challenging them, right? You know, And we feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. You know, calling yeah. something to somebody else's attention. We feel like we're being selfish when we're setting a boundary or telling them, hey, knock it off. How do you counsel your clients to think about that when they need to set limits with somebody who's difficult to deal with? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. It's not just my clients who i got to counsel through that. It's, it's myself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because, because it is. It, it is hard, you know. There is this feeling that we have when we have to stand up to someone and respectfully demand better treatment from them. That because I'm the primary beneficiary of that, like because I'm the one who's going to benefit from them being nicer to me, that that somehow that's selfish. 
um, or at least it could be. And so I have to kind of second guess myself and, and double check my math about 150 times to, to make sure that, that I'm not being just selfish when I ask for that person to treat me with basic human dignity and respect. But what I, what I always have to point out to my clients and what I do have to walk myself. Do we lose you, Jacob? I think we lost Jacob. Hear me? Ah, oh, there you you're are. back. Thank goodness. Sorry about that. Go ahead. You, you said uh, you, what you tell your clients and what you have to remind yourself of. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, is, is that when I kind of imagine the other person and, and what would drive them to be as, as combative and maybe cruel as they're being, you know, when I imagine what that would feel like, I have to imagine that that would be an incredibly lonely and scary and disempowered existence. Because this is a person who doesn't know how to treat people with respect, who who doesn't know how to reach out to other people in love or how to get their needs met in a respectful way. And that's going to stink, right? I mean, I think about the times that I haven't known how to connect with people or, or I'm worried I might be offending someone and I'm, I'm not quite sure what to do about it. And that's an incredibly lonely and disempowering feeling. And when I have that kind of empathy for the person who's hurting me, when I genuinely, as Christ tells us to, love my enemy in that specific way, what I realize is that actually by standing up to them, I'm not the primary beneficiary. They're the primary beneficiary, right? <laughs> when I stand up to them and, and, and demand, you know, in a respectful way, respect back from them, what I'm actually doing is giving them the, the kind of boundaries, the information, the resources they need to love more effectively and in turn to not have to feel so gosh darn isolated and alone and disempowered as they obviously do, otherwise they wouldn't be treating people this way. And I think that's just a great way of getting past that feeling of being selfish when I realize that standing up to other people is actually more for their own good than it even is for me. I'm only the secondary beneficiary of them being a more respectful, loving person. Well, you know, and we're going to talk about this later on in our scripture of the day, but, you know, yesterday's first reading at Mass um, was all about, it was from Ezekiel, where God was saying, you know, if, if, if I tell the wicked one that, that, they're, that they're going to die and you don't speak out to dissuade them from their path, then I'm going to hold you responsible for their sins. I mean, the idea that we have a responsibility to stand up to those people who are behaving that way for their good, not just for our own. And I think that's really the, the, what you're, exactly what you're talking about here today. So thank you for yeah, bringing that I out think... to our attention. I sorry, I've got to cut you off because we're we're at the end of our time. Oh, no but worries. I want to no thank worries, you yeah. for being with us today, and uh, great insights. And if folks would like to learn more about Jacob, good work, you can go to catholiccounselors.com. We are taking your calls, listeners, at eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Who is that disagreeable person in your life that you're tired of having to deal with? And as you're listening to Jacob's segment, you know maybe you're thinking, you know, I never really thought of it that way, but okay, but I don't know what to say. You know, I like the idea, but I'm not sure what to do with it. Well, great. Let's set, let's talk about it and help figure out what it means to apply these concepts in your situation. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. Suffering in the world, personal suffering. One of the biggest things that keeps people from really giving themselves over to the Lord or joining an organized religion. Suffering doesn't seem to make sense. Why do children suffer? Why are there wars? Why is there persecution? Why are some people poor, others rich? Why is there such an imbalance? And on and on and on. 
a loving God wouldn't do that. Well, God doesn't do that. First of all, we did it to ourselves because in the beginning, right, we chose incorrectly. And then sin came into the world. It was not supposed to be like this, but God gives us free will. He does not want to force himself on us because otherwise we would be puppets. But how many of us can look back and forget what came out of a particular hard time? You don't learn really good, strong lessons when everything is going great. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism? This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, or honest, or brave, or courageous, or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Hi there, I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Men in general, and fathers in particular, put a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves. We know that we're meant to lead our wife and children to God. However, many of us weren't raised in homes where this mission was modeled for us. We intuitively know we don't have the first idea how to become the men God wants us to be or how to lead our families to Christ, and it terrifies us. Unfortunately, we often try to cover our ignorance and the fear of our incompetence by setting ourselves up as angry, part-time bacon deities of our household, commanding obedience from everyone around us. But if we fall prey to this temptation, any rebellion we experience on the part of our kids isn't defiance against us. It's actually obedience to the impulse God has created in every one of his children to resist bowing down to any God but him. To learn more about commanding healthy authority as a father, check out my book, Be Daditudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm, I'm Dr. Greg Lisa. Popchuk. Oops, sorry, I'm Lisa Popchuk. And we're taking your calls about dealing with conflict and difficult people today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Who is that disagreeable person in your life who you're tired of having to deal with? And whether it's your spouse, your kids, a parent, brother, sister, friend, employer, you name it, we're here for you. Maybe when you hear, who's that difficult person in your life, you think, I don't even want to talk about it. Well, that's not going to give you any solution. So this is the perfect time to talk about it. Give us a call today on More to Life and let us help you find grace-filled answers for all those difficult people. Give us a call at 877 573 7825. That's 877-573-7825. Right now, we're talking with Cleo, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi, Cleo. Welcome to More to Life. What's up? Oh, hi. 
Uh, thank you. Uh, well, my issue is with my son. He's diabetic. He has diabetes one. Um, it seems like, I mean, I can deal with him most of the time, but when it's with his health, it's been always a struggle. Um, just to keep him on top of what to do, uh, uh, it's, it's just been really stressful for me. He doesn't seem to take responsibility at times, a lot of times. Can you give me an example of what 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 kind of what would be a, what, something that that you would like to see him do specifically? Okay, he wears a a little meter that kind of helps him on his phone to tell mm-hmm. him whether his sugar levels are high or low, and that warns me and his dad too. And we'll hear the little alarm go off, and I know he's not doing anything about it, and he's with his now, phone. Well, now it? you uh-huh. said that this is type 1 diabetes so this is something that has been you know probably pretty long standing when was he diagnosed at what age about 8 years old about 8 years old so this is something he's been dealing with since he was a child and so Correct. he's still kind of falling into these childlike behaviors all the Correct. time in terms of having to monitor this instead of starting to Correct. to take control of his own life so so what what are your conversations with him like about this well, I do kind of come on strong about why aren't you correcting yourself? I, I'm, I'm kind of worried. When I get worried, I kind of yell because I'm concerned. Okay, and sure, and, but unfortunately, you know, that's that's not gonna that, that's never gonna get you anything except defensiveness, right? So you're you know, and and in fact, you're ending up un, unintentionally um, rewarding the behavior because what ends up happening is that that he he doesn't. I mean, look. The reality is, nobody wants to acknowledge their sickness and their mortality, right? It's it's hard for and, and even even when you've grown up with something like this, you, you don't want to have to manage it. And, well, and especially and, a, a situation like this, where at eight years old, where all your friends are having birthday cake and sharing candy and all those things, you have to deal with the fact that that is not okay for you to do. So, it just it's a very heavy thing to have to carry. The second life. problem, though, is that growing up with a problem like this, you learn to just as a kid, you learn to wait until your parents yell at you exactly. to do something about it right and so he hasn't he hasn't matured out of letting mom and dad be his alarm system yes he's got it on his phone but but he he he's waiting for you to make a fuss about it so the when you do make that fuss about it you you end up enabling him to continue to ignore his own problem because oh you know what it's not really a problem until mom says mom starts yelling at me about it um i'm not suggesting that you let it go um, but I am suggesting that you don't wait for the alarm to go off and then start heart, start nagging him. I, I want you to sit down with him and have a conversation um, uh, outside of this and say, look, you know, I don't want to be yelling at you and coming at you like this. I, I don't like that. And, and I know you don't like it. Um, and it doesn't work anyway. You know, obviously I get worried about you and I get concerned. Um, how How do you want like to handle this? Because I would like to be able to step back and just let you handle this, but but I need to see you doing it. So so what needs to happen here? To how can we work together on this, and and make it more of a collaboration instead of just you know he either takes care of all of it or he has to wait until you start yelling at him about it. Um, you know they they it may very well um, be appropriate to seek some uh, behavioral health counseling for this because there are there are actually therapists who specialize 
uh, in helping people with diabetes and other chronic health problems, uh, and, and, and especially in the context of, of family. So you might want to speak to his physician about getting referral for that as well. But in the short term, I, I do think that the best thing to do would be to not just wait until the alarm goes off and then start kind of yelling at him about it, but really sitting down ahead of time and, and, and making a conversation. I mean, like, what would this, and that's, it's not just going to be one talk. It has to be an ongoing discussion about, look, where are you at with this? How can I support you? What do I need to stop doing? You know, how do we transition this? Because the pattern has been that you don't, you, you know, I've kind of taught you by accident to not have to worry about it until I make it an issue. But, you know, I can't keep doing that for forever. You know, so what would it take for you to start owning this? And really, that's the conversation. Again, it's not just going to be a one-time thing. It's going to be a regular discussion, and it's and it can't just come up when the alarm goes off. It's got to be, let's talk about this regularly. You know, when we're both, when we're all calm, and when we're, you know, we're in a good headspace, and we can have a discussion, right? Not a lecture. Um, and and if you're just struggling to know how to do that, then like I said, I, I'd encourage you to get a referral from his primary doctor uh, to a behavioral health specialist who can really coach you guys how to help him take ownership of this as an adult. Yes, and, and he is 25, so hopefully he's transitioning at some point here in the next, you know, short time, a couple of years, into his own life, his own space, not living under his parents' roof anymore. He's going to need to work on these skills. So having this ongoing conversation with him, getting that assistance if you feel that, you know, he's not actively involved in the conversation you know you need to be saying to him you're launching you're going to go and have your own life and i don't want you to end up you know in real physical trouble when you're living on your own so really working on on helping him know that this is about his own independence thanks so much for the call if there's more we can do to support you don't hesitate to reach out to us again and with that let's take a call from marcia who's listening to ewtn radio in michigan hey marcia welcome to more to life hi hello what can we do for you today? Um, well, during the intro, I just felt this in my heart that this is my relationship with my mother. Mm. And um, I'm I'm trying to... Um, there's just certain things that happen that she can't acknowledge. Um, and recently I've had a couple of family members stop talking to me. And I have no idea what I've done with my personal relationship with them. And I found out that it's through her. Um, oh, sure. She really likes to play play the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to acknowledge, you know, throughout, this has been through my whole life. And there are things that I have done also, but I'm more of a talk about it, say sorry, and move forward. And, Which is healthy. Um, <laughs> the, the slogan that I have for my family is "Shut up and smile." Um, Ooh, the, and it's okay, that kind of describes everyone. Put up with mom. Just don't talk about it and just smile through it. Now, Marsha, do you live yeah. with her or do you have your own residence? No, I have not lived with her for quite a long time. Okay, good. So at least you have that distance. I'm glad to hear that. So are you asking us more about how to repair the relationships with the other family members who have stopped talking to you or how to deal with the larger issue with your mom? I mean, what, do you, what, what, what can we help you with specifically? Yeah, just how to deal um, with my mom in a holy way. 
um, because I, I really want to honor my mother, but also at the same time, um, I feel unsafe in conversations because I feel like her questions are digging for information that she can twist and gossip about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, with her birthday is coming up and I don't know, um, I just, the recent, recent blow up that we had was we were trying to talk out things and she got so frustrated that, um, I heard somebody else come into the room. I don't know who it was, but she started screaming at me and accusing me of physically attacking her and hitting her, um, which I've never done, but this is why people don't talk to me and because then they don't come to me about it they just try to coddle her feelings and don't Mm -hmm. seek out truth okay so um you know honoring a parent um you know it doesn't mean uh, tolerating abuse and it doesn't mean um enabling bad behavior you know it, it means Uh, several things I mean you know but but on our end it means making sure that we're providing for their physical health in old age you know that we're making sure they're getting the care that they need we don't necessarily be the ones to have have to be the ones to provide that we need to make sure that it happens Um, but but, but beyond that you know it it means expecting them to behave honorably (laughs) and us behaving honorably toward them as well and so it's honoring your mom to set boundaries and to say mom I love you and I would love to have a healthier relationship with you but until you can stop doing X, Y, or Z, this is as close as I can get to you. Now, when I say that this is as close as I can get to you, what I mean by that is that a boundary isn't meant to cut a person off. It's meant to provide a door to a healthier relationship. So the metaphor I like to use is, let's say you got somebody who keeps climbing in through the back window, or even worse, taking a sledgehammer to your back wall, and they, they want to just they want to come in your house however they want to come in whenever they want to come in. And you're like, you can't, cl- you can't keep climbing in through the back window, or you can't keep taking a sledgehammer to my wall. And, and they, they say, well, well you know, you, in fact, you say, so if you'd like to come in, I'm going to hold the front, the front doors open, just knock and come in, like a normal person. And they say, well, some Christian you are, I want to be able to come into your house however I want to come in, and how dare you not let me? So then you put bars on the window, and you reinforce your wall, and they stand in the backyard and scream at you, how come you won't let me come in your house anymore? And you say, like, I, I have the front door unlocked. Just knock and come in like any other normal person. No, how dare you keep me out of your house? Do, do you see how crazy that is? So you're not, a boundary isn't saying, you know, don't come in my house. A boundary is saying, hey, look, you know, there's a healthy way to come in and an unhealthy way, and I'm going to prevent you from doing the unhealthy thing you've been doing and give you an invitation to a healthy way. So what that means, practically speaking, for you is really deciding how, how much time you can be around your mom and in what contexts you can be around your mom and still feel safe. What kinds of things can you share with your mom that you feel is a, would, would be able to be shared safely? You know, that, that you can talk about these things and she won't use them to hurt you or gossip about you, right? Um, and so you limit your relationship to those things. Right, so she asks you a question about you know some part of your personal life that you're not comfortable sharing, and it's okay to say you know well, I'm 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 not comfortable talking about that with you because I can't trust that you're not going to use that to kind of gossip about me. So I, I'm afraid until we address that part of things, I, I I can't discuss that part of my life with you. But uh, this is what I'm doing this weekend. 
Right, you see what I'm saying? Like, so you, you, you limit your relationship to the parts that would be safe. You know, so maybe you don't feel safe staying with her over a holiday, but you do feel safe visiting with her if you stay in a different place. Or you, um, you know, feel safe with a 15-minute call, phone call, but not a half-an-hour one. I mean, you cut the relationship back to where you feel safe being around her and what you feel safe talking about with her. And you limit the relationship to that. And then when she complains about it, you say, you know, Mom, I, I just can't cross those boundaries because when I do, you do things that hurt me. And until we can figure out a way to address that and until you're willing to accept responsibility for that and, and change it, I can't be as close as I would like to be with you. Now, that's going to frustrate her and, and make her angry with you. But that's, that's okay because you're still honoring her. You're inviting her to be a more honorable person. By, by setting those boundaries. So I want you to check out our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, because it goes into more detail on how to set those kinds of boundaries that insulate you from the drama, but still leave the door open for reconciliation and healing of the relationship. Uh, and so, you know, you can walk through it step by step in there. But th- this gives you j- some general guidelines on this. We, you shouldn't feel guilty about setting these boundaries with your mom because setting these boundaries invites her to be a better person, invites her to participate in a healthier relationship with you, and, and prevents you from giving in to bitterness and resentment because you keep setting yourself up for situations where she's going to treat you poorly and you're gonna, you guys are both going to fail. So it's easier said than done, I appreciate. But uh, the book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, will walk you through that a little bit more. If you need more support, then don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about how to heal this relationship with your mom in graceful ways. Marcia, thank you so much for the call. We've added your family to our More to Life prayer list. And if there's more we can do for you, don't hesitate to reach out to us again at catholiccounselors.com. We are taking your calls, listeners, about dealing with conflict and difficult people gracefully on today's show titled That Escalated Quickly. Give us a call if you are looking for practical support and managing conflict and difficult people gracefully. We're here for you today, 877-573. 7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which is actually taken from yesterday's first reading at Mass, Ezekiel 33, verses 8 and 9. If I tell the wicked, O wicked one, you will surely die, and you do not speak out to dissuade the wicked from his way, the wicked will die for his guilt, but I will hold you responsible. But if you warn the wicked, trying to turn him from his way, and he rejects you, he will die for his guilt, but you will have saved yourself. This is a really powerful scripture and really convicting, I think, uh, because we have a tendency to think that the Christian thing to do, the holy thing to do, is to just be nice. Is just let it go. Mm-hmm. Let's not just make a fuss nice. about it. And, and of course, we have to deal charitably with offensive behavior and offensive people. But that does not mean ignoring it and letting it go and pretending that everything's okay. That's the easy way out. And God is telling us through the prophet Ezekiel that in those situations, God wants his children to stand up for what's right. Yes, in charitable ways. Yes, in loving ways. But to still say, look, you're better than this. This is this behavior is beneath you. And I love you too much to let you keep going at it. So let's talk about it. Let's figure out how to make this work. And then set boundaries, you know, if, if that conversation doesn't happen. Um, the more we can do that, the more we're working to build the kingdom of God through all of our relationships. Keep it in mind. Well, we are taking your calls about how to deal with those difficult people and manage conflict more gracefully when More to Life continues after the break. Give us a call at 877 573 
888-627-7825. We'll be back taking your calls in just a minute. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Juro is the Catholic healthcare option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare sharing ministries, CMF Juro offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Does waving to a neighbor improve our well-being? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a Gallup survey from last month, it does make us feel better. It's hard for some people to wave or even say hello to a neighbor. For some, it's just the opposite. In our community in Michigan, neighbors drive by and rarely wave. In Florida, where we spend some time, it's just the opposite. The survey indicates that people who regularly say hello to multiple neighbors have higher well-being scores. The perfect zone of well-being is six greetings. A greeting may be a wave, a hello, a fist bump, or even a grunt. There are other benefits like feeling safe, financial well-being, and even career well-being. In Scripture, 1 Peter teaches us to keep loving one another earnestly and show hospitality without grumbling. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on how friendliness leads to well-being at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This Ave Maria program is brought to you by the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From sponsored TVN with host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. In theaters September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the biblical highway. Information at route60.movie. That's route60.movie. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled That Escalated Quickly. We're talking about dealing with disagreeable people and handling conflict gracefully. Before we jump to our next call, we need to let you know that our friends in Michigan need to hear from you this week. Ave Maria Radio in Michigan is airing their fall fall membership drive this week. So if you're listening in Ann Arbor, Detroit, Saginaw, Bay City, or anywhere, as they co-produce our show, please support your EWTN Catholic radio station. We need to hear from you. And thanks to Ave Maria Radio for producing More to Life and pro- right. providing so many programs on the EWTN radio network. Please, yes, They are vital part of the EWTN family. So please support Ave Maria Radio in Michigan and your EWTN stations. All right, with that, let's take our next caller. Who's up, Lisa? We're talking with Leslie, who's listening to EWTN Radio. Radio in Ohio. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi there. Thank you. Um, well, I um, was raised by a woman who is very loving and beautiful and helps everyone. Um, unfortunately, she has a habit, and I think it's from her childhood, of constantly pointing out the things I could work on. My weight, my hair, my skin, <laughs> my marriage. <laughs> Um, and I, I think it's just become a habit in her life. And unfortunately, it always has affected me, but it's especially 
difficult now because she's in her um, 80s and she needs to live with someone. She can't be on her own anymore. And she has chosen me. Um, and I love her and I honor her as my mom and all her sacrifices. But I'm really struggling emotionally, mentally, because um, the idea of having her in my home watching me and constantly pointing out um, what she considers imperfections. I, I just, it's always been a thing for me, and I don't know. Have you ever addressed this with her directly? What the hell does that go? My, yeah, my whole life. Um, when okay. I was young, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunately, when I was young, it was an argument. But as I got mm-hmm. older, I've tried to uh, come at it, you know, in a more adult way of, of, listen, Mom, this hurts my feelings. I know you mean well but it really affects my self-confidence and that kind of thing. And I've, the response is usually, well, you're, you're oversensitive. I spoiled you too much. Um, oh, my. Okay. Well, and so, the, the thing is, it's yeah. not very harsh, but she's not, she's not really like that. So it's a weird, it's hard to understand. Yeah. No, no, I, I mean, I get it. And, and, I mean, you're describing somebody that, that I often say that their, their love language is criticism. And it's a sort of unhealthy thing where, you know, a, a person who's critical that way, I, you know, and you said that she's a loving person, and I, I get that. But I think that, that some people know that whenever they criticize you, um, you try harder to please them. Uh, and that's their way of keeping you in the relationship. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's a very unhealthy thing to do. Now, you know, you're kind of saying, so what do I do with the fact that she's chosen to live with me? I, I think, you know, you, you, it's okay for you to look at other arrangements and to say to your mother, look, I love you. I really do. Um, but for the good of our relationship, I don't think that's the best choice, Mom. Um, the fact I love that, you too much for us to irritate each other. I obviously yeah. get on your nerves a bit, and when you point that out, it hurts me, and this is hard, and I really want to have a close relationship you know, with I've, you. I've tried to address this my whole life with you, and you've just dismissed it, and I honestly, I can't live with that 24-7. I'm sorry. Uh, for the good of our relationship, for, for my good feelings toward you, for your good feelings toward me, we need to find something, something else to do to take care of you. I, I promise I'll be here for you. I want to be in a relationship with you. But if you move in with me, I, I'm, it, it's going it, to be awful for both of us, and I, I don't want to do that to us. So let's explore some other options. I know that's going to be difficult for her to hear, but you have a right to do that because you're working for the, her good. You're working for your good and the good of your relationship. I mean, like you said, if she, you know, if she was living with you 24-7, uh, you don't know what you'd do. It would really ruin your mental health. It would affect your relationship. It would ruin your, your feelings toward your mom. If there are any other options available to you, I would really encourage you to explore them. Um, you know, if if that's not an option, and the reason I'm I, I'm I'm rushing through, we only got like thirty seconds left in the show. So if if that's not an option, if you if you absolutely have to have her move in, call back and we can talk about that. But but for right now, I'd really love it for you to ex- to have the right to explore some other options that would that would take care of her physical needs, but uh, allow you to have a healthier relationship with your mom. And honestly. Um, having her face this consequence of being, and when I say consequence, I don't mean punishment. I mean, it's just a logical outcome of being this way. It's like, mom, you know, if, if this is how you want to be around me, then I can't be around you 24-7 because it just wrecks my whole mental health. Uh, so, you know, having her experience that, you know, it, it's, it's actually appropriate because she, she needs to know the impact that she's having on the people around her. Uh, and maybe that would be what she needs to finally heal from this. So I would start with that conversation. And uh, if, if, that, uh, if, if that doesn't change things or 
you know, if you really have to bring her into your home, let's let's call me again and let's talk about how to manage that. But thank you so much for the call. And if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com. That's all the time we've got for today's program. Thanks so much for joining us and sharing some of your challenges with us. If you are looking for better ways to manage those difficult people in your life, then check out the resources we mentioned today on the program, including God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, and lots of other resources at CatholicCounselors.com. Have a blessed day. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.